Dracula, a radio play, based on the novel by Bram Stoker, adapted by Cruz Florence. Lucy, I have thought of little else these past months than to return to you and Whitby again by the sea where we can talk freely to each other as we did when we were children. If you're not still afraid to pass through the chapel graveyard, we can spend our days walking along the bluffs and watch the ships come into the harbour from around the world. Nina! Now our summer can truly begin! I have been absolutely dying to speak to you of the season so far, but first, tell me all about your life as a schoolmistress and more importantly, your plans with Jonathan. Oh, perhaps we should wait until we're alone. I'm only an assistant schoolmistress, and I assure you my days are extraordinarily boring. I doubt your pupils would agree. I'm sure there are poor boys who write nothing but M.M. with little hearts in their schoolbook. Only those who believe somnambulism is the latest fashion. I am usually half asleep from trying to fit time for the school day and keep up with Jonathan's studies. You're still reading law books. Why, Mina, the way I've seen you study, you could be a lawyer yourself. I am learning so that I can be useful to Jonathan. As his wife, his success will be both of ours. With our work together, he could be made a partner at his firm. I've already mastered the typewriter for his notes, and we practice shorthand in our letters while he is away. He's in the East right now? Oh, how romantic! Travelling to foreign lands and writing love letters in ancient castles. Yes, after we are married, I hope Jonathan and I can travel together, and he can show me all the places he visited. For now, I am sure my future is not nearly as exciting as your present. I have heard rumours of a tall, curly-haired man. Arthur Holmwood, such a dear. He was here just yesterday with a small gathering of my favourite gentlemen where I gave a recital of Mama, why don't the men propose? I am only thankful the whole room did not fall dead from irony. He affected a cool manner, but I could see he was terribly preoccupied. He fumbled with his hat and talked with the time we've spent together and... Then he asked me to marry him. How wonderful! Did you accept? The pitiful thing, no. Nearly broke my heart to refuse him, but that is what I have been waiting so long to tell you. I couldn't say yes, because I've already met the man I know I shall marry. His name is Dr. John Seward. Oh, I can't wait for you to meet him, Mina. He's handsome and intelligent, and he's only twenty and six, but he already has an entire lunatic asylum in his care. He sounds lovely. And he might be the most resolute man I've ever met. Only a few weeks ago, I would have sworn to you I would marry Arthur. But now all my hopes are pinned to him. You don't suppose he's mesmerized me, do you? Put me in a trance. I hear doctors do that now with their patients. He certainly has not withheld any other device in his pursuit. 
Let us hope then you remain entranced. I have never seen you so happy. When did your doctor propose? He hasn't actually yet, but I know he will. He told me he would call me today to discuss important matters. Oh, that must be him. Oh, Mina, could you... I shall remain inside so that you may talk in private. I must warn you, however. I'll be listening to every word. Thank you. Quincy! Miss Lucy, you are a fine sight. Mina, come back. I want to introduce you to my friend, Quincy Morris. My heavenly ghost. Here, I was a man Miss Lucy was a singular creature across these British Isles. Well, now I see I was mistaken. This country can holler with pride one more to match such loveliness. Quincy is an American. Obviously. You are exceedingly gracious, Mr. Morris. Thank you. Oh, he doesn't always speak slang. But ever since he found out it amuses me, that's all I've heard from him. It satisfies my heart to see you amused. I had hoped to speak more intimately, but fortune must favor the bold. Miss Lucy... I know I ain't good enough to regulate the fixin' to your little shoes, but won't you just hitch up alongside of me and let us go down the long road together? I'm sure I know nothing of hitching, my dear Quincy. I've not even broken to harness yet. You must forgive me for speaking so lightly about a matter I do consider serious, Miss Lucy. You are an honest-hearted girl, and I believe you will speak to me like one good fella to another. If there is another fellow you care for, I know you will tell me, and if it be so, I swear I will never trouble you a hair's breadth again, but will remain your loyal friend. Oh, my Quincy, you are so terribly noble to a girl who scarcely deserves it. Yes, there is someone I love. He is your friend, Dr. John Seward. If you would allow me a heresy, if I could choose more than one man to be my husband, I would choose you as well, Quincy. Oh, I do love you, and I shall value your friendship as long as you will keep it. Well, now, if any woman were to deserve even three husbands, it would be you, Miss Lucy. Now, I am a hard nut to crack, and I will take it standing up. John Seward is a good man and a lucky one, but your honesty and pluck have made me a friend, and that's rarer than a lover. More unselfish, anyhow. I do swear I will ride for both of you, if you will give me one kiss to keep off the darkness from here to kingdom come. <laughs> of course I will, and John will have to put up quite an impressive show to match your proposal. Lucy! I'm sorry, I... I didn't realize. John! You needn't say anything at all. I do. I will marry you. Congratulations. It's all right now. The sun has come out. Don't you just love the fragrance of the air after a storm? It's so fresh and clean, as if all the sin of the world has been washed away. Along with your garden, you shall have to ask your fiancé to help us tidy, and perhaps your friend Mr. Quincy, too, if that kiss was truly the pact he declared it to be. 
I know you must think us romantic fools, Mina, but truly we all... There's a single ship on the harbour. Can you see it from here? There must be a brave crew to sail on that weather last night. It's on its side. It appears to have run aground. Oh, no. Perhaps we should go down and investigate. At the very least, we could see what the name of the ship is if there is anything later in the newspaper. She was called the Demeter, Russian schooner out of Varna. Nothing but scrap now, I suppose. Apologies, ladies. I thought this was the chapel. Mr. Swales. Amina, this is Mr. Swales, the harbor master. The chapel is next door, sir. Eight master of nobody, miss. Though I worked the docks these last few years since I gave up the sea. Sometimes when I walk along the shore, Mr. Swales will treat me to one of his tales of life as a sailor. All quite enchanting. Tis true, miss. I've seen a barrel full of oddities from the Dardanelles to the mountains of Peru. Nothing so queer as the wreck last night, though. What made it so unusual? Hmm. Not sure it would be right to say. Gentle ladies like yourselves. Oh, Mr. Swales. Mina and I are both women of the world, and how could it be worse than the story you told me of those pirates you encountered in Antigua? Hmm. Well, suppose it'll be all in the papers soon enough. All my years have never seen a squall like we saw last night. Every good sailor knows a squall pulls you one way, and then the other. Last night were like the hands of the Maker were pushing at us. All one direction. Relentless. Round midnight I heard over the wind what sounded like Canaan itself had crashed into the harbor. When the storm settled, we came out to see the Demeter. The captain had lashed himself to the wheel. Dead. At least a few days. Must have drifted in with the storm. Coast Guard cut him down. Brought him to the chapel I'm headed to. Gonna be buried a hero, I suppose. What about the rest of the crew? Are they being buried here as well? Twert no rest of the crew, miss. The captain was the only man left on the ship. What happened to everyone else? That was fixing to be the real head-scratcher. Till I found the ship's log here. It was hidden in the crow's nest that's the top of the mast, you see. Must have broken off when she grounded. Found it stuck in the beach. What does it say? Hmm, well, I don't know. Oh, please, Mr. Swales. You've intrigued us terribly. If there's anything more to the story, we must hear it. Well, I suppose gentle ladies like yourselves know your discretion. Nobody here could read it anyways, it's all in Russian. But I know enough to make it out. Captain says, a week out of port, the crew started to go missing. Started with the younger men on watch when they were alone in the night. Crew started demanding watch in pairs. More people went missing. Crew started circulating tales of a tall, thin man wandering below decks. Someone who wasn't supposed to be there, you see. Stowaway. Captain says a fog covered the ship and stood still over him. But it must have followed with him, because they were far off course by the time they found stars again. The men formed search parties to look for their thin man, but none could find him. Some didn't come back at all. The last man... The first mate must have gone mad. He ripped open all the cargo boxes, thinking they were the cause. But it was just six boxes of dirt. Dirt? I don't know why anyone would cargo so much dirt from the Bulgars to here in Whitby. He says after that, the mate jumped into the ocean and told the captain to follow. Instead, he lashed himself to the wheel like we saw. What a horrible story. Aye, and that's all it is, miss. A story. It'd be all fool talk, lock, stock, and barrel. Captain probably went daffled after all the crew died of sickness. Anyway, that's why I brought this along. 
Figured I'd bury him with it, him being a hero and all. No use tarnishing his good name. All the same, I'd keep indoors the next few nights. If you don't believe his story, of what should we be afraid? The wolf, miss. Wolf? What wolf? What jumped out of the ship when she grounded. Folks said it was a dog, but twarn't like no dog I ever saw. It was big and pointed all black, except for its red eyes. It came onto the bow and looked around like it was figuring what to do about us. Then it jumped away into the night before any of us could catch it. Can't imagine when the last time it ate. Is that unusual for a wolf to be on a cargo ship? Ain't never seen it, miss. Of course, your Russians are a queer folk, but still, never seen the like of it. I appreciate you ladies hold your tongue on such matters. We will, Mr. Swales. Thank you for letting us into your confidence. Thank you for showing me the way to the chapel. And God be with ye. Goodbye, Mr. Swales. Goodbye? Even if it was all a madman's delusion, that poor captain's story has left me all a wreck. He said the ship came from Varna. That's near where Jonathan is. Or was, or maybe. I can't even be certain anymore. Haven't you received any more news? It has been a month since his last letter, and then it was a single line saying he was returning. It didn't seem like Jonathan at all. Let us go to the service for that ship's captain, and we can also pray for Jonathan's safe travel home to you. Yes, I will. For you, I will. There is no one else. Lucy. Lucy, what are you doing out here? It's past midnight. Lucy! What? Why is it dark? You were sleepwalking. You sounded as if you were talking to someone. I'm cold. Here, take this blanket. Ow! What's wrong? My throat. You must have hurt yourself on a tree branch. I see a little blood on your neck. I don't think I can stand. Lean against me. We'll go back to bed and lock the door so that you can't get out again. Mina? Yes? Don't tell John about this. Please. I won't. I promise. I'm coming into the bedroom. I have brought your tea. You've been asleep all day. You need food if you are to recover your strength. My appetite may be poor lately, but I can still eat your tea cakes at least. And I know you haven't been sleeping well either. Are you having nightmares? Mina, when we were children, I would often have terrors and sleepwalk. It would give us both such a fright. Eventually they stopped with no harm to myself. Lucy, do you remember anything before I woke you? Even if it were a dream, it may have related to what was happening. I remember there was a singing in my ears. Sweet but foreboding like a siren calling to the sea. I have a vague memory of something like an animal. It was beautiful and terrible. Large and and dark and with red eyes. It asked me things I don't remember, but I knew I wanted to say yes. Then the world seemed to pull away and I could feel my soul leaving my body and float above me. You were most likely dreaming about that story the harbour man spoke of. Whatever caused the wounds on your neck must have given you a reaction of some kind. 
they still have not healed. Lucy, the time has come to call on Dr. Seward. No, Mina, please, I don't wish him to see me in this state. John only knows me as a creature of mirth, and I don't want to diminish myself to him. If you are to be married, your vows will be quite clear, in sickness and in health. I know it's not the first marital duty you'd wish upon him, but the rest will have to wait. I also received a letter from Jonathan. That's wonderful! What did he write? He's at a convent near Bucharest and has taken ill. More ill even than you are. Most of the letter was written by a nurse. He has some kind of fearful shock and must convalesce there a few more weeks at least. Then you must go to him at once. Don't concern yourself with my health. I only need a few more days rest, I'm sure. I shall go only on the condition of you relenting to the care of your future husband. If you are with him, I know you'll be safe. All right. If you will go to Bucharest, I shall go to John. May I have some help picking out a fine dress to present myself, at least? Remember to lock your bedroom door at night and try to eat. When I return, perhaps one or both of us will be married, and Jonathan can meet your John, and we can all live happily. This has been Dracula, a radio play. Adapted by Cruz Flores. Audio editor, Shireen Khan. For more information and a full cast list, visit dracularadio.podbean.com. If you would like to support the show, please go to co-fi.com forward slash dracularadio.